Hey, this is Bradley Weber. I'm the pastor of Release City Church, and this is our podcast. I'm super excited that you tuned in, and I really hope today's message encourages you, gives you a sense of hope, and inspires you to pursue all that God has created you to be. Now, let's jump right in to today's message. Welcome to church, everybody. It is a good day to be in the house. Anybody else needed to be here today other than the pastor? Huh? Come on, somebody. Yeah, yeah. And so those of you that are watching online and those of you that are listening by podcast, we just want you to know that you are loved and we are super excited that you decided to connect with us wherever you were tuning in from today. Amen. Amen and amen. As I was praying and preparing for today's talk, I got I to gotta say I really believe that that, that I, I have a word today, and, and, and it's so funny. I say it every week, but the word talks to me first. <laughs> and the topic that we are dealing with today, it, it makes me nervous whenever I go to God and say, what, what do you want for your people today? Because I experience the result of why we're dealing with the subject first. And it makes sense now. I, this has just been an emotional week uh, for, for your pastor this week. Just a lot of different things going on in my head. I, I, know, I know y'all don't really believe that, that I'm a superhuman and that I just come out of, a, out of, a, out of a, the Clark Kent telephone booth with my super S, right? And that I just got it all together and that I, you know, I hope that's not the expectation that you have for me. If it is, I'm sorry to break your heart, but I'm not that guy. There's no super cape. And so I know, I know, it just blew your mind, just hurt right there, devastation. Father, heal the broken heart in Jesus' name. But, but no, I, and then yesterday I, I had an appointment in Gainesville. I was on my way, and, and I, I really believe, dude, I, was, I cried probably. And I was by myself. I cried probably over half the way to Gainesville. And, and then it just clicked. I was like, what am I preaching about? And then, when I, and then when I got home, and Amy knew I was having a rough time, and she said, Hey, what you preaching on? <laughs> and I told her joy. And she said, are you ready for that? <laughs> and so, and so, and yeah, it was just one of those. So I, I'm very grateful uh, for his word that has the ability and the power to change us when we open ourselves up. I'm going all the way back to what I said at the end of worship. When we open ourselves up and make ourselves available, regardless of the season that we are in, he will change you. He might not change your circumstances, and that's what we want. And when he doesn't, we walk. Deuces, God. Don't we? Yeah. And so today, I've titled today's talk simply this, How to Get a Sustaining Joy. <laughs> I, I just felt that laugh. I, I can't hear her, but I feel that laugh. Anybody feel that laugh? That's the last the face we need to have every time the enemy tried to throw one of those, those right hooks that you didn't see coming, that left jab, right? Just, ha devil, not today. Not today. Not today. How to get a sustaining joy. Where do we find Joy, a joy that will sustain us through all the seasons of life that we go through. That's the good, that's the bad. Remember, that's the summer seasons. We love those seasons. God, let it, just let the rays fall on me. Just sunshine Jesus, yeah? 
But what happens when the rain comes and 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 you and you and you and you your tent, your your, your umbrella, your crank, it's broke, and you standing there in the in the rain. Somebody asked me a long time ago, well, can you worship wet? No, no, no. That was not a joke. Can you worship wet? Can you still worship God when you're in the middle of a storm and all hell is coming again? Can you still worship wet? Even though it's, y'all know how it is when you're wet and your clothes are sticky. And I I feel that way half the time on Sundays by the time I get out of here, just soaking wet. And it's, it's ooky, stooky, eeky, I, I'm making up words. And, and, and you don't want to raise your hand because you're afraid of, you know, it might smell and what it looks like. Can, no, can you still worship God when you're in the middle of a mess? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how, what do we do? How do we find a joy that will sustain us, and how do we keep it? That's what we're going to talk about today. <laughs> so glad you're here. I was waiting for somebody to say me too, but that's okay. That's okay. No worries. So as most of you know, our youngest daughter, uh, we've already announced it, but as most of you know that our youngest of three daughters, Ansley Grace and Connor, uh, got engaged uh, just a couple weeks ago, and they are set to be married next May of 2024. That gives mama and daddy time, right? It was so cool. It was so cool. Uh, we, we, we went uh, venue shopping the other night, and when we all got back to the house late, Amy and I got in the bed, and, and here we hear Ansley in the other room. Hey, can I, can I come? Ha, ha, <laughs> You know, <laughs> that's, that's so I don't lose it here. Can I come get in the bed with y'all? Can I come get between y'all? Dude, she's 20 years old. She has not asked to come get in the bed with us in a very long time. But she knows that the clock is ticking, and so does mom and daddy. So we were cool. With, as a matter of fact, that was actually one of the things when Connor came to, 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 to propose to Amy and I. First, y'all know that deal, right? My first question was, when we talking? Amy was like, just tell the boy, give him your blessing. I said, no, I, when, when we talking? I need a time frame. I need to know what that kind of time I got to deal with. So it's, it's, it's next May, and, and as you can imagine, we are in wedding planning mode. I mean, we're, we're you know, setting dates and, and venue shopping and, and, and decorations and flowers and picking a DJ, and, and the list goes on and on and on. How many remember those days of being married? Those of you that eloped, God bless you. Amen. And, and so... And so, and so there's definitely a lot of excitement around our house as we prepare for the big day. And then when the big day gets here, uh, there's going to be a lot of emotions. Hello, somebody. Y'all know your pastor is a big crybaby. And so um, as we celebrate the new chapter for Connor and Ansley in their life, and we're, we're excited and happy for all that God has in store. But I brought up their engagement for a reason because surrounding big life events like weddings and engagements and new jobs and job promotions there's we experience emotions we experience great joy right we cry we're excited we're jacked to go to work for the new job I'm a supervisor I'm a manager like we we've worked hard we're excited about that but what happens when that joy and happiness kind of floods away or flitters away when life gets tough? We've all been there. When, when God is rolling out the blessings on our home and in our life, everything's great. 
But what happens to us when, when the thing we've been believing God for, we just can't seem to touch it. We can't seem to grasp it, and we lose joy. God gives us a vision, and we lose joy. God, God allows us to pay cash for 12 acres and get a building, and we're, we're going to put a building on and all that. But then we kind of slow down because prices go up, and we're trying to be good stewards with our money, right? Hello. And, we're trying, and, and so what happens? Do you lose the joy? No, 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 no. you got to tap into a joy that sustains you through all seasons. Every season. I don't know what season you're in, but it's time for us to tap into that sustaining, complete joy. Let me say this. There's a difference between joy and happiness. I need you to lean in with me this morning, church. Joy is something that happens in our heart. Happiness is an expression that hits your face. The difference between joy and happiness. Joy is something that happens in your soul. Happiness is something that happens in the moment. We get happy in the moment, right? They're going to be happy in the moment. Where's all my married people at? But how many knows you're going to have tough moments in marriage when the honeymoon season is over and now bills start rolling in, hello, and your refrigerator goes on the fritz and your washing machine goes on the fritz and everything starts leaking, anything that has water in your house, toilet, dishwasher, washing machine, a hot water heater, they all just decide to flood at the same time. What happens? Are you ready? That's life. What happens to that? Ooh, gooey, ooey, gooey. Happiness and, ooh, I love you, ooh. What happens to that? But if you have a sustaining joy, if your marriage is built on a complete joy, if your marriage is, is, is grounded on Christ, come hell or all the water in the house, I will not be moved. Amen? See, joy is constant. Happiness is fleeting. Joy transcends. Happiness reacts. Joy is an inner feeling. Happiness is an outward expression. See, joy is what's going on on the inside. Happiness is we know if you're happy or if you're sad, right? Joy is, joy is a practice behavior. It's deliberate. It's intentional. And happiness is, is, but happiness is inconsistent. It comes and goes like the passing wind. Joy endures hardships and trials and connects with, with meaning and purpose. Happiness only shows up when everything is calm and peaceful. But based on the authority of God's word today, church, we can have joy even in the rough moments of life. I came to pick you up. I don't know what season you're in. I was in an ugly season yesterday. <laughs> but I'm telling you, when, when you, you, don't have to, you don't have to go through the mully grubs. You can actually rise above your circumstances. How do we do it, and how do we keep it? We're going to talk about it. God wants to give you a sustainable joy, a joy that will sustain you. He wants to give you unexplainable courage in the midst of your darkest moments. Now, let me say this about courage. I'm going to move on. Courage doesn't mean you don't get afraid. Courage just means that you don't let fear intimidate you or stop you. Did you hear me? Be strong and courageous. That doesn't mean that you won't face anything. That just means whatever you face, you won't be intimidated by it. You will not be moved. You won't be fearful. You'll keep trucking on. So where do we find a joy that will sustain us, and how do we keep it? Over the years of ministry, I've had lots of conversations with people who share with the pastoral staff and leadership team 
the things that they go through and the struggles and the seasons. And, and I say it all the time, what you're going through is just a season. It will pass. But it never fails that in those conversations, um, by the end of the conversation, I usually say something like, hey, well, how can I pray for you? And their words, their response is usually, well, just, just pray that, that I'll have strength and joy. Strength, brother, just pray that I'll have strength to get through this and joy to make it through. Anybody ever said that? Anybody ever had those words? Listen, as followers of Jesus, we're supposed to have joy. When we put our faith in Jesus, the Bible tells us that not only does he forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness, but his spirit, everybody say Holy Spirit, when you get born again, when you get saved, when Jesus becomes first and foremost in your life, he, he puts his spirit to come and live on the inside of us. And when that happens, his spirit begins to produce byproducts in our lives. We talked a little bit about this last week. I'm just going to reread it for, for those that missed it. Galatians 5, 22 and 23. I'm just going to read these two verses. And it says this, but the Holy Spirit, Remember, we talked about what kind of fruit is it last week. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. This is what should be obvious in your life if you call yourself a follower of Jesus. Here it is. He produces love, joy, joy, joy. The Holy Spirit produces joy. Not a paycheck, not a raise, not a new marriage, not a new relationship. Hello, well, if I, can just, if I can just get out of this marriage and get into, the, get into something else, <laughs> then I'll have joy. Now you're going to drag the same you into that new relationship, and you might be the problem. It takes two to tango, and it takes two to argue. And it takes two to make it work. That's a little... That's a little marriage counseling for you. It takes two to reverse it and make things right. It can't be just one person going, well, well, I'm trying, but they're not. No, it takes two. But the Holy Spirit will produce love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So we're supposed to have joy as followers of Jesus. When we put our faith in Jesus, his spirit comes to live on the inside of us, and the byproduct of his spirit being in here means we get joy. If you don't have sustaining joy, you need, I didn't say the Holy Spirit wasn't in there, but I'm just saying you're not tapping into it. Remember what I said? You could have a, a 2024 brand new Corvette sitting in a garage at your house, and unless you go out and crank it up and move it down the street, you have no idea what you have at your disposal. You can be saved. The Holy Spirit can come live inside of you. But you have no idea the potential until you tap into the Holy Spirit. How do I tap in? You say, Holy Spirit, guide my steps today. Order my steps. Help me to overcome whatever is obstacle is coming my way. I need the help of the Holy Spirit. It's not about me trying to do it on my own because I can't do anything in my own ability. And neither can you. As I started preparing for Today's talk, I asked myself this question. If, if joy is a byproduct that's produced because of Christ living in us, then why do we so often pray, God, give me joy? My grandmother, my dad's mom, anytime anything in the house would go, would go crazy in the pastor's house, she would say, oh, joy bells. 
She, she stood about this tall. This was, this was my dad's mom. She stood about this tall. Oh, joy bells. There's actually a little plaque on their, on their, at their gravesite at the cemetery that somebody put out there because they knew that was her comment. For, oh, joy bells. Some of you are like, I wish I could say something as simple and plain as joy bells. Y'all know what happens when things get crazy. At your house, joy bells is the furthest thing from your vocabulary. Hello. Oh, joy bells. <laughs> Just try that on your, on your kid next time they walk through the house. And, and you ask them to do something. They said, mm-mm, and they kept on walking. <laughs> you give me joy. Give me joy, God, because I'm thinking to light them up. Huh? Joy bells. So, so if the Holy Spirit is in us, why do we find ourselves asking him to give us joy? This is what Jesus said about joy in John 15, 11. He said this, I have told you this. Everybody say this. I'm, we're going to get to the this in just a minute. But this is what he, he said. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. God wants his spirit to be on the inside of you and he wants to give you joy that will complete you. Something that you need to know about complete joy is this. Complete joy. Complete joy is, is not momentary, momentary spurts of being happy. You know, when things are good, oh, I'm happy. When things are bad, I'm having a bad day. No, he wants to give you a joy that's consistent regardless of what you face throughout your day. How, how's the atmosphere been? I know what the, I know what the, I know what the, um, I know what the, um, the, uh, the, uh, I know what's in the air right now around y'all's place with the fire, right? Right there at your back door. And, 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 and probably when you saw it coming back up, Maybe a little frantic. I, I, I don't know. I'm not trying to use you. But, I mean, what would you do if, 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 if how many acres burned right there by your house? Ten acres of yours. But how many total acres was coming at that was on fire? Two hundred. That fire that's out there towards Cedar Key, it's, it's within ten. It's, it's actually already burned up ten of y'all's acres. I don't know that joy bells would have actually been what I, when, when I'm trying to protect my interests and protect my home and all of my belongings, I'm not, I don't know if joy bells would probably be what I, what I'd be wanting to say. I'd be trying to run up on that, that dozier and be like, hey man, can you move that thing? Move that dirt. I'd be trying to help, help a little bit. Help the guy who's trying to help me, trying to help him because he's not doing it fast enough. Do we not do that to God? Hey, man, can you come down here and help me? Or can you move a little faster? I mean, my house is on fire. Well, not if you would surrender your house. Oh, matter of fact, if you surrender you, and then your spouse surrenders herself or himself, and then maybe the fire would settle down. So complete joy is not a, a spurt of a moment. Complete joy is regardless of what I'm facing, my, my mindset and my emotions are consistent. Complete joy is not a momentary feeling of I've got joy when everything's good and I got zero joy when everything's bad. Complete joy is even when it's bad, I'm good. What's that, what's that word? Well, I mean, what's that song? I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my... Where? Where? I got the. Where? Last two words. To stay. Complete joy. To stay. 
and his complete joy will get you to stay. People who are restless and move out, move on, when God appointed you to be at a place, they need, they've lost their complete joy. I didn't say they lost God. I didn't say they lost the Holy Spirit. Hey, man, can you come down here? I need you to fix this or I'm going to do it on my own. (laughs) But I got the joy where? And the Bible says that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if that joy is in your heart, not a happiness on your face. Yeah, sometimes I want, I, want to, I want to ask people when they say, how you doing? Well, I'm blessed and highly favored. Well, can you notify your face? <laughs> See, it's not joy when I get a raise and then I lose it when I get fired. Oh, me. It's joy when I got the raise, and it's still joy when I get fired. See, it's not joy when the relationship is perfect, but then I lose my joy when things get tough. Complete joy. Here's what the Bible says about complete joy. Nehemiah 8.10 says this, The joy of the Lord is my strength. When I've got the joy down in my heart, I'm go- it, it gives me the energy, it gives me the strength to stay. Complete joy isn't momentary emotions based on current circumstances. That's not complete joy. When we have complete joy, we have this unexplainable strength regardless of the circumstances that we're facing. That's why we need complete joy. I hope, this, I hope you're not just letting this, this message, you're like, well, that's a cute message, and letting it go over your head because I'm telling you, I needed this. I needed, to, I needed somebody to read my notes to me yesterday, even though they were already in this tablet. And that's, that should tell you how fast the enemy will work to steal and rob you of your joy. I'm preparing to tell you how to have complete joy, yet I allowed circumstances and thoughts that the enemy was putting in my head to rob me of my joy. Well, if, if it's the Holy Spirit and the, and the devil don't have no power, how'd you lose it? Because I gave it up. It's my, the, the Holy Spirit does not shove it on you and force you to have the joy. I have to tap into it. To take hold of that joy. But the same, the same arm that I take hold of it is the same arm that releases it when I'm looking at everything else going on around me. And, I'm, and I lost it. I lost it. It didn't go anywhere. I just got to reach down and refocus, reshift my focus to the joy that he's placed in my life. I'm just using me as an example today because I failed 24 hours ago. And what I'm telling you works. So please don't think this is just some cute little message. Joy. He sang the Vacation Bible School song. Joy in my heart to stay. For Amy and I, Ansley and Connor, it it matters how you look at things, okay? Okay? For Ansley and Connor, I mean, excuse me, for Amy and I, Ansley and Connor getting married, there's going to be a lot of joy and excitement. But then the reality is going to hit 
That evening when we go home and they go wherever, Disneyland, California, whatever their plans are. For Amy and I, it's going to be exciting that night and everything's going to be great. But what happens when we go back to the house and there's not going to be a little girl saying, hey, can I come in there and lay with y'all? Emotions are going to go like, whoop. And some of y'all are like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm praying for my babies to get married so, so, so we can, you know what I'm saying. Hey, it matters how you look at it. We can either look at it like that or we can look at it like, hey, baby, we got this whole house to ourselves. Y'all feel me? You feel what I'm laying down? Yeah. See, I can say all this because Amy's not here. She's at home working on her, her doctorate today because that's important. And she's committed to so many different things, and it's important that you put some priorities down. And she's always here, so she wanted to be here, but she's probably watching online. I love you. <laughs> I probably got a list of things right now. I can't believe he said that. I did. They need to know. So, everybody say complete joy. So we just read in John 15 where Jesus said, I have told you this, that my joy may be in you, that your joy may be complete. So what's the this? So let's, let's, back, let's, let's, go, let's go to uh, back up to John 15, 5. And, and we find ourselves, uh, let, me just, let me go there. John 15, 5. This is the this. Oh, I read this the other day. Yes, I am the vine and you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. So we find ourselves asking God, what, God, what should I do when, when I find myself needing joy? I am the vine, you are the branches, those who remain in me. So the answer to the this is remain. 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 Yeah, but I don't understand, God. I, I don't know what you're doing, but remain. Yeah, but what am I supposed to do? No, remain. But I need to know, no, you don't, just remain. Yeah, but I need to know what they think. No, you don't, just remain. Remain what? Remain in him. Ah, but, I, I, but God, I feel like I haven't heard from you in a while. That's okay. Remain in him. Let, imagine in your mind right now, if, if a branch could talk. That, that's actually a branch. That's not even a full tree. That's a branch from a tree. It's no longer connected to the tree, correct? And, 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 and he says, we're the branches. He said, I'm the vine, you're the branches. How, how would it look if that branch, which, which represents us, started talking and said, hey, God, can I have some fruit? Like, I, you, the Bible says that I'm supposed to have fruit. And then, and then nothing happens. Why? Because it's disconnected from the vine. Only when you're connected and remaining in him will you have all the fruit that the Bible said you're supposed to have. Let me take it a little further because this, this will relate more to us. And I know I'm going to go off camera for the, for, the, for the Facebook people. But what if this, this little bush told these two bushes, hey, can y'all pray that God will give me some fruit? Listen. According to what the scripture says, God can't honor, even if it's a prayer. Hey, can y'all pray that God will give me strength and joy? 
You know how you're going to find strength and joy? Not because your other brothers and sisters are praying for you to have strength and joy. You're going to find strength and joy when you get back into him. People all the time, hey, can you pray for No, I can. But according to what his word says, God doesn't have to honor that prayer. Because he told us how to get joy and strength. We, 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 we treat that prayer like our prayer is going to magically move God to give us fruit. And then we get mad at God when we don't see things happen. But when really all we're supposed to do is get back in line with him. So the very first point, I'm going to give you three things today that in order to, to have sustaining joy, in the last few moments that we have, I'm going to go through these really quick. Point number one, remain in him. I've been saying it for the past 15 minutes. Remain in him. How, how am I going to get sustaining joy, a complete joy? By remaining in him. How do I remain in him? By, by the, making these four words your primary focus. This is how you remain in him. Here they are. You ready? Basically, every message that I ever preach is all about these four words. Here they are. Prayer, people, word, his word, the Bible, and worship. If I'll stay in communication with him, if I'll stay connected to people who are helping to push me towards furthering my walk with Christ... You're not going to go further with Christ if you're hanging out with people who are going in the opposite direction of where God is asking you to go. Wondering why, you, why, why things aren't changing. That's because you're allowing somebody else to lead you other than the Holy Spirit. And then, and then i got to stay in his word. I got, no, 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 bring it back. i got to remain in his word. And man, I'm going to keep worship music flowing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna to stay in constant contact with, with, with God through prayer. I'm going to stay in constant contact with, with God's people. I'm going to stay in constant contact with God's word. And I'm going to put worship all around me. Prayer, people, word, and worship. That's how you're going to remain in him. It's very hard to get the, for the enemy to pull you away from the direction God is calling you when you're always in communication with God, when you're always connected to God's people, when you're always in his word, and when you're remaining in an atmosphere of worship. Why did Pastor B just turn loose of a complete joy over the past few days? I'll tell you one reason. Things didn't change in my car until I changed what I was listening to in my car. Pastor said it. I'm not saying I was listening to Metallica or nothing like that. Or some of the stuff of today. I, it changed for me when I changed what I was listening to in my car. What are you listening to? Who are you listening to? Remain in him. Psalms chapter 16 verse 11 says this, you will f that you will fill me with joy in your presence. In your presence. How do I remain in him? By remaining in his presence. So I ask you this morning, are you remaining in him? Point one, number one, remain in him. Point number two, be thankful. Be thankful. Let me... You can go to Philippians 1. I'm going to read it in just a second, but let me give you a quick context. Philippians, the entire four chapters of this book were written by a guy by the name of Paul who was an apostle, and he wrote to the Philippians, which was a church, a group of people in Philippi from a church that he started. He wrote this entire book from within inside 
prison walls. And Paul is calling, uh, uh, his calling, and he had this dream to be traveling around, starting churches and encouraging people and speaking about Jesus and starting churches. But, he, but he's been arrested because he was talking about Jesus. And he was arrested because the religious people of that day, which, by the way, it was the religious people who crucified Jesus. <laughs> it was the religious people. And so they said, hey, you know what? If Jesus really was God and we killed him, and he's talking about Jesus, it's making us look bad. So we got to shut him up. So we're going to put him in prison. Everything was falling apart for Paul. And then he writes this in Philippians 1.3. He says, I thank God. I thank my God. Everybody say thank. I thank my God every time that I remember you. He's, 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 reading, he's writing a letter to the church of Philippi. He says, I thank God every time I, I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I will always pray with joy. Paul chooses to find something else or find something to be thankful for when he prays instead of complaining about where he is. He was arrested for the very thing that he, preaching the gospel. He chose to be thankful for where he was. Remember what I said about your, now I see how God just tied it up, because he's the orchestrator of, the, of a service here at Release City, not the pastor. I see how, what he's doing now. I'm going to find something to be thankful for in this situation that I'm in. In this season, is how I said it earlier, this season that I'm in, I'm going, to, I'm going to find something here to be thankful for. All right, let, let oh yeah, it's, it's definitely with intent. He said it's a conscious effort. It's with intent. Philippians 1, 12, uh, 13 and 14 says, says this, Now I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me has actually served it a purpose to advance the gospel. Paul was saying, I'm, gonna, I'm not, I'm not going to complain about my situation. I'm going to use where I am as an opportunity to witness to somebody. What are you, that's why I asked the question, what are you doing with where you are? But I don't like this season. God didn't ask if you liked it. He just said, what are you going to do with, with it while you're there? Think about the season that you're in. Let's keep reading. Philippians. As a result, it has become clear throughout the whole palace guard to, and to everyone else that I am in chains for Christ. That's why it matters when you're going through hell in life and life sucks. I'm sorry I said it, but it's true. You know that there are times that life just gets so crazy. And people are watching you go through crazy. And they know you're a follower of Jesus. They know you call yourself a Christian. And it matters how they see you respond to the season that you're in. Are you complaining about the season just like everybody else on social media does? I don't like this. I wish they didn't. And if you're a writer of that junk, stop. It matters. And so he said the whole palace guard knows, they, the whole crew knows why I'm in here. And they watch how I'm responding to what I'm going through. It's time for us to shake ourselves, church, and go, how am I responding to what I'm going through? People are watching what I'm doing. And because of my chains, most of the brothers and sisters have become confident in the Lord and dare all the more to proclaim the gospel without fear. 
Verse 18 says, yes, and I will continue to rejoice. That's why the Bible says, I think it was David that penned the words, rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. And when something else comes to knock me back, I'm going to do it again, and I'm going to worship again, and I'm going to rejoice again, and I'm going to find something else to be thankful for again. Then Paul sums all of it up in chapter 4. This is what he says. Summing it all up, friends. I'd say you'll do best. This is the message translation, I I believe. Yes. Summing it all up, friends. I'd say you'll do best by filling your minds and meditating on things that are true. If it's on Facebook, church, it does not make it gospel. Sorry to break your heart. But instead, filling your minds and meditating on things that are true, things that are noble, 99% of the things on Facebook are not noble and will bring you no virtue. Things that are reputable, things that are authentic, compelling, and gracious. The best, not the worst. Think about the best and not the worst. Think about the best in your spouse and not the worst. Think about the best in your, in your teenagers, not the worst. Even though what you're seeing is the worst, you need to look deeper because they are a reflection of you. When, when Ansley Grace goes a little sideways with that little sour mouth sometimes, I can't say nothing. But look at her mama go, that's you. I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. When, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. I really am kidding. I really am kidding. Because d- d- my last name Weber, but it ain't Dennis. Dennis walked quietly. Dad would have to tell me all the time to walk quietly. I didn't want to walk quietly. It felt good to say what was on my mind. Thank God there wasn't Facebook back then. I'd have been in, a, I'd been in Facebook lockup. I'd have been locked down. He said, don't think of things that are, that are ugly. He said, th- he said, look, think about things to praise, not things to curse. What's he saying? Make a new list. Because the devil, the enemy, will give you a list of all the things that are going wrong in your life. You need to make a new list. Let me challenge you. Go home today by the end of the, to, before the sun goes down. Make a list of 10 things that you are thankful for. 10 things that you're thankful for. 10 things that you're thankful for. Not a suggestion. I'm, I'm telling you, make a list. You're going to need a list because every one of us needs to, I need to write a list today of the things that I'm thankful for. And the grace. Make sure by the end of the day that you ask daddy, did I make my list? I need, I need to be held accountable. Make a list. So that way when all the things that are going wrong in your life, and you know how they go, bing, bing, bing. It sounds like a lotto machine. <laughs> ding, 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 Yeah, I need to bypass that list, and you need to pull up that list. You need to look at that list. I'm not just saying write it down, fold it, put it in your nightstand. I'm saying put it where you can get it every time you start having all those negative thoughts. I'm not going to, I'm going to reshift my mind, and I'm going to think good thoughts. I'm going to think thoughts that are true, that are noble, that are reputable, that are compelling me and gracious. And then do what Paul said and focus your thoughts on that thing. Paul made a new list. He had every reason to sit in prison and go, 
Talking about Jesus is what landed me here. Therefore, I won't talk about Jesus so I can get out of here. That's what we do. But that's not what Paul did. Y'all know how we do. We, we, we got our phones, right? Anybody got a phone? Everybody got a phone? You got social media? I don't know what it is for you. What's your addiction? Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, all that stuff. Pinterest. What do we do? We scrolling. We scrolling. I wish I, wish I had that. I, I wish I lived there. I wish I drove there. Oh, I, wish, I wish I vacationed there like they did. I wish I'd have got invited to that party. How come I didn't? Hey, babe, well, I can't, why didn't we get invited to that party? And all that stuff. And that's what our minds is on. Somebody say, look at a different list. Right, I'm coming down. Point number three, last and final point. So you got to remain in him. Be thankful. Find something to be thankful for. And number three, live on mission. Live on mission. Live on mission. There is something about living our lives on mission when it comes to what God has commanded and commissioned us to do with our life. There's something, there's something to be said when, when, when we're doing what God wants us to do with our time. Stop letting the enemy manipulate your time. There's something about living on mission that brings joy into our life. I have never been more happy, I'm telling you, than where I am right now serving this local church. I'm, I'm just telling you, there is more joy in what I'm doing. Okay, I'll use that. It's very unlikely for me to fall into start having negative thoughts while I'm doing this right now, right now, right now. The enemy has, he, 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 just, he just can't. Oh, he's tried throughout the service. There's a little, I, just, I told Adam before, before the message, I said, there's a little different atmosphere in here. I don't, I don't know what it is. I know we did a new song, and sometimes that, that says a little different. And I came up here and did the little stupid joke about trying to push a sled through the dirt, you know, right? That's how it feels sometimes. You're just like, mm, struggling. But uh, outside of that, the enemy cannot touch my brain or my mind when I'm in the middle of living on mission. This is my mission. Your mission may not be this, but you can do this out there. You can point people to Jesus out there. You're, you're, listen, you're either pointing people to Jesus or you're not. With your actions. I'm not saying you got to carry the Bible and, and I'm, not, I'm, not, you know, I'm not saying... You know, onward Christian soldiers marching as we go. I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm saying your response to how, the, the, your response to things that you're going through, you're either pointing people to Jesus or you're not. And when I remain in him, the enemy, he can't get in. But when I was in a car by myself yesterday, he got in. That's the message. Remain in him. Be about him. What's the mission? Telling others about Jesus and what he's done in your life. It's a joy that cannot be taken, a complete joy is a joy that cannot be taken away regardless of your situation. 
Some of y'all need to, some of y'all need to, to practice working on your RBF face. Mm-hmm. And get a resting blessed face. RBF, what y'all think I was talking about? Y'all need to work on your resting blessed face. That while you're resting, people know he's still blessed. She's still blessed. Are you following me? It needs to be that no matter what. See, you catch me in here, and I'm enthusiastic, and I'm all about it. But you might catch me on a, on a Tuesday or a Wednesday when a few things went sideways. What's my, what's my resting blessed face look like? Can people tell that I still have the joy of the Lord, even though I've went through some stuff? Can they see it? Can they see it on you? With what you're going through right now, can those firemen, can they see, can they see the joy? You know, your life can look, your life can look so good on paper and you still not have complete joy. You can check off all the boxes. Your life on paper can look fabulous. You can, you can have the house that you want, you've always wanted. You can drive the vehicle that you've always wanted and still not have complete joy. You can have a bank account to lust after that others would lust after and still not have complete joy. You can have the job that you worked so hard for and excelled extremely fast through the company and get there and still not have complete joy. That's why you read in the paper multiple times in a year that all these superstars with all this money and all these houses and all these cars are committing suicide because they had everything that this world had to offer, but they didn't have a hope. They didn't have Jesus. They didn't have a complete joy. They had happiness but not joy. Make a new list of things to be thankful for. It all comes down to this. Are you actually remaining in your creator? Adam, get ready. Are you choosing to be thankful on a daily basis? And are you living your life on mission? When these three things, remaining in Him, being thankful, and living on mission, when those three things are on your paper, you'll have complete joy. So ask God today to begin speaking to you about the joy in your life or the lack thereof. Because he doesn't just want you to have a joy. He wants you to have a joy that is complete in him. A joy that will sustain you. Final verse. It's found in the book of Psalms. It says this, restore to me the joy of your salvation and make me willing to obey you. Restore the joy. Make that your prayer. 
If you're sitting here today, and Adam's just going to come and close us out. If you're sitting here today and you go, I need, I need that joy. I, I don't need happiness. I need more than happiness. I need a complete joy. Ask God to show you. Let, say, God, let's talk about it. But it's found in three things. Remaining in Him. Number two. Welcome to church, everybody. How many excited to be at church this morning? Welcome those on Facebook. Remain in Him, be, and live on mission. Y'all know I love you. I'm just messing with you. Sometimes we need to hear it twice. Amen. Amen. The best is yet to come. Well, thanks again for tuning in. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you like what you're hearing, consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. For more content from Release City or just to stay connected with us, be sure to check us out on all of our social media platforms at Release City Church or through our website at releasecitychurch.org. We love you. And until next time, the best is yet to come.